everybody to another episode of the sport feed with richard holdridge happy wednesday i am so excited to be here i am your host richard holdridge glad to be bringing you all the sports coverage in the chattahoochee valley this is the exclusive podcast covering everything columbus related sports and we are also broadcasted on wqee 99.1 fm the key out of noonan Brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Christie's Cafe, the Man in the Mirror podcast, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. And on the show today, I've got Sports Visions, Thrift Barringer. He is going to be joining me shortly, talking about this Muskogee County Christmas high school basketball tournament that's going on all day today at the Lumpkin Center on the campus of Columbus State University. This is incredible. Eight Schools from Columbus on the boys and the girls side will take place in an all-day tournament at Columbus State University today at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I'm doing this show early. I'm going to have Thrift Behringer on the show. We recorded the broadcast yesterday. This will be my final show for the week. And then I travel up to Atlanta to visit family for Christmas. And then I'll have a slate of shows next week. This show is going to be Thursday's show. It's going to be my National Signing Day edition of the show. I'm not going to be able to get all the updates as I wanted to, but I'm going to go ahead and get this show started. And first of all, I want to wish everybody out there a safe, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. After I'm done with this show, I'm actually headed to the Lumpkin Center to call that first game at 9 o'clock in the morning. It is the girls, Jordan versus Kendrick, followed by at 10.30. You have the boys, Jordan versus Kendrick. These are the seventh place games. The fifth place game for the girls at noon is going to be Shaw and Columbus. Now, the fifth place game that will start at 1.30 for the boys is Shaw and Columbus. The third place game for the girls starting at 3 p.m. is going to be Hardaway and Spencer. Hardaway, a very exciting game last night against Carver. Carver moves on to the finals. And then at 4.30 p.m., the third place game for the boys, you have Carver and Hardaway. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Carver's looking to have a bounce-back season. They only won seven games last year. And Carver wants to get back to their glory days when they won the state championship in 2019. But just an incredible game between Spencer last night. And then there were four teams left. The championship game at the Lumpkin Center at 6 p.m. The girls' championship game will feature the Northside Lady Patriots taking on the Carver Lady Tigers. Carver made a deep run in the playoffs last year. And the championship game for the boys, the defending state champions, the Spencer Green Wave, they've got playmakers everywhere on the court. I'm really excited to see Tyson McDaniel throw it down. And they're taking on the Northside Patriots. Northside having a good season so far. 
This is strength on strength. You have the Northside Patriots, who's a 5A school, the the only 5A school in Columbus, taking on the Spencer Green Wave. With the reclassification, you know, Spencer goes down to 2A. You have Shaw and Hardaway staying put at 4A. Columbus and Carver going to 3A. Kendrick and Jordan now at 2A. They don't get to play each other that often. So it's great to have all eight public schools in Columbus playing each other in an incredible Christmas tournament. And I am going to be broadcasting these games right alongside Thrift Behringer, just helping out as much as I can. And you know when I go into these broadcasts, I like to do it like Bob Costas. I'm a historian at heart. I'll talk about the history. Columbus High Basketball actually had the greatest basketball player of all time that came from the Fountain City, Sam Mitchell. You have Kendrick High School, where... Columbus, Georgia Vipers, point guard Cortez Cheney went to. And I reached out to him on Facebook. I promised to give him a shout out. Before I get Thrift Behringer here on the show, it is National Signing Day. It's like a holiday for a lot of people. Many high schools all across the country have talented student athletes that are signing their letters of intent as early as this morning. I mean, I'm doing this episode very early in the morning. I'll give you the complete update on National Signing Day on next week's show. But let's start with the top player in all of the land. Arch Manning, verbal commitment to Texas, should make it official this morning. The number two recruited player is Nico Amavela, who did a verbal commit to Tennessee. And then the best defensive player, in the entire country is verbally committing to the U. Cormani McLean, he should make this official. Great that the Miami Hurricanes can get an incredible cover corner because their defense got shredded last year, especially by Middle Tennessee State. Then number four, Dante Moore, the quarterback verbally committing to UCLA. Actually, a couple of days ago, he should make that official very soon, the best defensive end on the board is going to Texas A&M, David Hicks Jr., a verbal commit. It's not official. Texas A&M, who had the number one recruiting class last year, getting a five-star player and a good one at best. Malachi Nelson, the quarterback going to USC, you know, he verbally committed well over a year ago. Looks like Caleb Williams is going to have some competition And Caleb Downs. Let me tell you something about Caleb Downs. He's the first player from Georgia off the board. And I'm going to talk about Caleb Downs because winning a state title at Mill Creek, he is going to commit to the University of Alabama. The Alabama Crimson Tide gets their first recruit. And that just tells you that Nick Saban has not skipped a beat. The five-star safety, he's six foot one eighty-three. Caleb Downs is going to Alabama. I'm actually going to run through all the Georgia commits now. So Caleb Downs is number one. The best running back in all of the state, Justice Hayes from Buford High School. Buford went up to 7A. Buford got upset in the early rounds of the state playoffs. But Justice Haynes committing to the University of Alabama. Well, that's weird. The first two Recruits from the state of Georgia decide to go to Alabama. I find that interesting. 
All right, the number three recruit, the edge rusher from Warner Robins, Victor Burley. He is a four-star edge rusher. He is verbally committed to Clemson. Clemson has had a long tradition of signing incredible pass rushers. Vic Beasley, Dexter Lawrence, Celan Farrell, and over on the other side of the river, TJ Parker, soon to put pen to paper. But Victor Burley, I saw this guy in person when I called the Warner Robins Northside game on 95.7 ESPN Radio for the second round of the state playoffs. So good luck, Victor Burley, signing with Clemson. It is a verbal commit, just to let you know. First tight end off the board from Georgia, coming from Collins Hill, the same high school that had Travis Hunter. He's going into the transfer portal, so that's something to watch out for. Ethan Davis going to Tennessee. Tennessee has a big game taking on Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Avion Terrell from Westlake going to Clemson. Boy, Clemson has always had a reputation for having great defensive players from Westlake. I'm just going to round out the top five in Georgia, and then I'm going to go into the teams from the Chattahoochee Valley. You know that Brookstone tied in Walter Blanchard is signing with Georgia. Let's go through the top players according to Rivals.com. Got Darren Reed, the edge rusher from Carver High School. He is verbally committed to Auburn University. And then you have his teammate, the offensive tackle, Kelton Smith, verbally committing to Georgia. Like I said, it's not official yet. But congratulations to all the student-athletes. I will get the full coverage of National Signing Day, where everybody is going. This is according to Rivals.com. Now let's go to the other side of the river, to the state of Alabama, where we have the number one recruit for the entire state who just happens to play his football in the Chattahoochee Valley at Central, A.J. Harris, the five-star corner who is a do-it-all playmaker, plays a little offense too, but A.J. Harris is verbally committed to Georgia. The number two player in the state is Kelby Collins, the four-star edge rusher who's verbally committed to the University of Florida, edge rusher from Gardendale. We do have a wide receiver that's still undecided out of Carver Montgomery, Jaquavius Rasaw. He is undecided. Number four, the Ufala Tigers had a very incredible season, and one of their reasons is because of their coach, Timmy Jernigan, who has a Super Bowl reign and played for the New York football giants and won a Super Bowl with them. He had a talented wide receiver, which I saw in person. Ufala had a spring game with Russell County. Yonzi Pierre, the four-star wideout, verbally committed to Alabama. You got another undecided Carvin Montgomery player, defensive tackle, James Smith, still on the board, not sure where he wants to go. Number six, the first pro-style quarterback, Christopher Veninza from Briarwood Christian. He is verbally committed to Clemson. Peter Woods, a member of that four-time state champion at Thompson, the four-star defensive tackle, and the rich keep getting richer. The Clemson Tigers are going to continue having a stout defensive line. They got him down, listed as an athlete, 
Jeremiah Cobb, the four-star talented athlete from Montgomery Catholic, verbally committed to Auburn. The first cornerback off the board from Florence, Alabama. A big shout-out to Ben Hayes and Travis Creasy, uh, fans of the show from Florence, Alabama. Jaheel Hurley, the four-star corner, verbally committed to Alabama. Highland Home, remember, I said the Highland Home was my favorite to win the state title. Keldrick Falk, the four-star wide receiver, he's verbally committed to Florida State. Keeping with tradition, Kelvin Benjamin, Jarmon Fortson, Peter Warwick, Snoop Menace, a lot of great Florida State wide receivers. Tony Mitchell, the four-star safety from Thompson, he's committed to Alabama. Now let's wind down the remaining list of all the teams in the Chattahoochee Valley. Went all the way down to number 16, Carmelo English, the four-star wide receiver from Central, still undecided. Remember, he decommitted from Auburn, but that could still be on the table now that Hugh Freeze is the coach. Braden Joyner in his own region at Auburn High School. He is staying put, is verbally committed to the University of Auburn. The edge rusher who actually scored a touchdown in that IMG game for Central, TJ Parker. He has verbally committed to Clemson University. Lochapoca's Jacorius Hart, the poke away, is going to lead to the University of Auburn, where he has verbally committed. Patrick Screws, the offensive tackle for Ufala, has been doing a lot of the blocking for Yonzi Pierre. He is going to verbally commit to Georgia Tech. And now with that new head coach, Brent Key, Georgia Tech has got something brewing special at Bobby Dodd in Atlanta. And then this kid I had the privilege of calling for two years, Drew Pickett, the three-star running back from Russell County. He made it official yesterday, signing with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. In his junior season, he was a breakout star, had many runs for touchdowns. And then this past year as a senior, already establishing himself as a great running back, he allowed freshman Kelston Tarver get some of the workload. But he was still, you could tell that the talent was there, but he just had to dial it back a little bit. But congratulations to Drew Pickett. A big signing for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, and I wish him nothing but the best. Jamarius Hayes from Hanley, still undecided. You got another one of those talented players from Central, an offensive tackle, Keon Cox. He's going to play his football with Gus Malzahn at the University of Central Florida. So those are the top-ranked players from Alabama and from Georgia, according to Rivals.com. I will have the full coverage of National Signing Day on next week's show. All right. Your latest bowl updates. So yesterday we had two bowl games. Eastern Michigan beat San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl 41-27. to It was really cool because the Eastern Michigan head coach gets the potato bath. So a bunch of french fries gets dumped on him. I always thought that was pretty cool. Taylor Powell wins the MVP for Eastern Michigan. And they have a final record of 9-4. and four. As for San Jose State, I was just happy they were in a bowl game. 
They finished the season with a 7-5 and record. Many of you know I'm from California, where I would be passionate about San Jose State football, but there's not really a passionate fan base. And then Liberty loses to Toledo 21-19 in the Boca Raton Bowl. Liberty playing without their head coach, Hugh Freeze, who has moved on to the Auburn Tigers. So here's what we got today. Only one bowl game today. It is the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Western Kentucky taking on South Alabama. I love bowl season. Next week is when we really rev things up and we talk about some of the most impressive bowl games all the way until the new year. 2022 is almost wrapped up. It's been just such an amazing year. And don't forget that next week I will have my year in review show where I will go over all the highlights of what made 2022 so special. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little bummed out this morning because I woke up to the news that Carlos Correa signs with the New York Mets. Are you kidding me? I am a Giants fan. I'm happy. I've been to many Giants games. My dad took me to my first Giants game in 1989 at Candlestick Park. That was the year of the Earthquake Series. And since then, I've been a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan. I got emotional, excited, happy when Brian Wilson got that final out and the Giants won their first World Series for the first time since 1954. I admit, got a little spoiled when they won two more in 2012 and 2014. I had a Buster Posey jersey. Not really a jersey, but a Giants t-shirt. Huge fan of Pablo Sandoval, Madison Bumgarner, Brandon Crawford. So when I received the news that the Giants have signed Carlos Correa, I was like, yay, a big-time free agent. It hasn't been this big of a free agent signing since they signed Barry Bonds in 1993. I was optimistic because Carlos Correa is 28 years old. He is in his prime. But I am not hurt that he decided to sign with the Mets. The Giants took precaution. He failed a physical. And they pulled out of the contract. What does this mean for the Giants? Are they ever going to win a World Series? I still think the Giants have great pitching with Logan Webb. And I think they have a great farm system. The Giants will be competitive. You look at the likes of the Phillies, the Mets, the Dodgers, who like to spin big money and big payroll to get the players. That's not how the Giants operate. So yeah, I'm a little disappointed that Carlos Correa is not coming to San Francisco, but I will live to fight another day. All I got to say is go Giants, and let's take it out on the Mets and the Dodgers and pretty much any team in the way. You know, I'm starting to think that the San Diego Padres are starting to become a hated rival of the San Francisco Giants as well. I, I think it is... Yes, it is about that time to bring on Thrift Behringer. You know, I'm excited to have Thrift on the show, and I'm hoping that I could get him on at least once a week to talk high school basketball and and anything that comes on in, in the world of sports. As I'm trying to shift my podcast to exclusively covering Columbus sports because we got the Columbus River Dragons going on. We got the Columbus Rapids that are starting up in a couple of months, but they got a friendly next week on December 29th. You got the Columbus Lions that kick off their season April 1st. The Columbus Chattahoots. Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars 
are in their season starting their Peach Belt Conference play. I'm just very blessed that I can have Thrift Behringer on the show from Sports Visions, also is the play-by-play announcer for St. Ampicelli Vikings, and does a wonderful job with Campus Academy. My kids went to one of his sessions for a camp, and he's got close ties to the Muskogee County School District, and I think it's amazing that we're able to call these games for you today. And so you could check it out. I'm going to get this podcast published before I even get on the air. So you don't want to go anywhere. I will be back with Sports Vision's Thrift Behringer. We'll be right back. And we're back on the show. And I've got on the show Sports Vision's Thrift Behringer. He's also the play-by-play announcer for the St. Ampicelli Vikings. And you're rocking the River Dragons sweatshirt. I love it. Uh, the River Dragons are the best team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League right now. Had an amazing weekend sweeping the Elmira Mammoth. Uh, did you go to any, uh, first of all, Thrift, have you been to any River Dragons games yet? I've been to several River Dragons games. I don't know if you know this, Richard, but when Dana Barker was out, and this was around the 2020 2021 season, 2020, 19, 2020 season. So the first two seasons of uh, when the River Dragons were here, I got to do the PA announcing. So nice. whenever Dana Barker was not there, I'm singing, let's go Dragons." So I enjoyed being able to do that, but I've been to multiple games. Jeff Krupp, the ownership, Scott Brand, they have done such a fantastic job. Our friend, Zach DeBozart, love listening to him when he was there. Now it's Tom Callahan, but I've been to many games. I'm wearing this right now because I work for PNB Broadcasting, and we are partners with uh, the River Dragons, and they all gave us, I should have brought it in here, Richard, a cl- a authentic uh, jersey that has our name on it. Baron, so I have Behringer on the back and my high school number, which is 34. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I was like, you know what? Why not give them some love? They've given me love, and uh, they're looking like they're going to be pretty dominant. They only have a couple losses on the season, Richard. Exactly. And we interviewed on the Sports Edge radio show uh, Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard. He said of all his years coaching and playing, this is the hottest start by far, and it could be the most talented team he's ever played with. And by the way, this man's won a couple of championships, so that's pretty good. Absolutely. I'm really impressed with the team. Alex Storjahan, leading goal scorer. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Allworth, he, he had five goals in two games. Unbelievable. Oh, it's just unbelievable. And and I'm looking forward to – I've been to several uh, River Dragons games. I went to a game against Port Huron earlier on in the season, and I'm looking forward to going to some more games. But I got you on the show here, Thrift, to talk some high school basketball. I'm excited. It is early in the season, but we got a lot of Christmas tournaments going on, including – the big one, the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament, it's actually happening right now. You're going to be at Columbus State University all day tomorrow. I really appreciate the invite, just helping yeah. out as much as I can. But we have the boys and the girls right now at Spencer High School. You got the winner's bracket. You got the Northside Patriots taking on the Hardaway Hawks. Yep. The Spencer Greenway, the defending state champions for 4A. Now they're in 2A. Taking on the 2019 champions, the Carver Tigers. Carver had a down year last year, but this is a rivalry game. I mean, we call this uh, the Heritage Bowl in football. But I look at these two teams. When you look at, let's talk about the boys' bracket. 
can Spencer win this tournament and, and go up against the likes of a North side, which is a five, a school. I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to about seeing these uh, programs tomorrow at Columbus state. Oh yeah. Most definitely me too. Um, and Richard, I, I definitely think Spencer is the most talented team. Does it? I do. I don't care about classification. I've actually got to do two of their games. I got to do their game against Shaw and early in the season, I was a play-by-play and PA announcer for the George Williams Thanksgiving Classic. Um, and he had Langston Hughes, a powerhouse out of Atlanta. They just want to say championship at football. They didn't have a majority of their players in this game, but still Langston Hughes came in ranked number six in the state in 6A. Spencer, only in 2A, held their own. Not only held their own, they won the game by 9 to 10 points. And if you ask the coach, Abraham Holloway, you know what he says? That wasn't even our best game. So I expect a lot from this team. They did lose a Dartery last week. So they, they, they've they had some hiccups in the road, but they've also played really talented teams. I think they're the favorite. Outside of that, you, you mentioned it. It has to be Northside. But I want to talk about the girls real quick. There are a lot of talented teams on that side of the basketball. Hardaway has a few injuries to their name. So does Carver. But both of those teams, I expect to make deep runs. Northside's got a really good girls program. And Spencer, I saw them against Shaw. Like their guards. Uh, both Burks that play their sisters absolutely electrifying can pull up from anywhere and they get a lot of steals. So I like them, but you talked about Spencer and Carver. You also left a little nugget out there, yeah. uh, Richard, by the way, the former head coach of Spencer last year in the previous five years who won a state championship, Eric Allen, he's the head coach of the Carver Tigers. So that's a little nugget. And he talks about all the time. He loves his players. It's not like there's animosity there. Um, but you know the old coach wants to stick it to the former team, and the former team wants to say, hey, we are still the top dogs here in Columbus. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Columbus State University, we're going to kick things off as early as 9 o'clock in the oh, morning, yeah. the seventh place game leading all the way up until the boys and the girls championship, all the way up until 7 o'clock at night at the Lumpkin Center. Uh, the girls will go, what, at 6 o'clock, and then the boys will be at 7.30? Yeah, so this house is going to go, Richard. It's going to be on my Facebook page, but I will tag Richard in it. He'll share it as well, and we're going to be going back and forth all day. Um, but starts at 9 o'clock, and it's going to be every hour and a half. So then 10.30 will be the boys' seventh-place game. Then the fifth place will start at 12 for girls, 1.30 for boys. Third-place game for, for girls is 3, 4.30 for boys. And then the championship, like you talked about, 6 o'clock for girls and 7.30. So we should have a lot of traffic at Columbus State, Herbert Green Court, guy that means a lot to me and my family, um, the legendary coach there, looking forward to uh, to being there. And by the way, I don't think a lot of people, aside from you, Richard, um, have really gave a lot of notoriety to the Columbus State men's and women's basketball teams. They're pretty daggum good. So Robert Moore is going to be there. I'll be talking to him, trying to get him on the show. I know you've had him on your show, um, this one, and uh, he – He's got a really good program over there. And uh, I believe also in uh, the coach, Coach Hauser, Matt Hauser, the girls coach as well. So, and I know you interview both of them, really good guys, good programs. And I expect them to have good seasons this year. I cannot wait. But we also got to talk about the St. Ampicelli Vikings and Lady Vikings. You are the play by play announcer for St. Ampicelli. Uh, tell me, I know you have a very good relationship with the athletic director, head coach Corey Black. He's yep. also the head coach of the, the varsity boys basketball team. And you being on Sports Visions, uh, how did you build this relationship with St. Apicelli to, to get the play-by-play -play announcing job for the Vikings, the Lady oh, Vikings? 
I've heard of Pacelli before, you know, going to Glenwood. You hear about all the private schools. We're all lumped in together, Glenwood, Brookstone, Pacelli, and Calvary. But I will say the main reason is because A.D. Corey Black. He, he has really helped me intricate myself inside the Pacelli program. I met Corey when I was actually a senior in high school, Richard. I, I've told this story before, and he helped me get the opportunity to go play basketball um, and get me a scholarship. And I'm not the only one before he became the AD. He's gotten in thousands upon thousands upon thousands of players that never even played for him to the next level because of what he stands for, what he believes in. Um, so I, I, I really want to thank him. But in 2018, when I was at Columbus state, I got to do op-ed pieces and I got to write articles and he always fascinated me with everything that he's built with C black hoops, got a relationship there and built it with him. Then he goes to Pacelli. Well, after starting to do, play-by-play as early as 2018 for his uh, fall league that he does with the different high schools. Richard, that turned into uh, this year. Um, he didn't do it last year, but he did have Dave Plata do the, the the live streaming of the football game. And I kept telling him, like, dude, your basketball team is pretty daggum good, and I, they're 12 deep. You and are and you're in a new league as well that you've won already four state championships to start the school year. Why not live stream that as well? So he agreed – um, and because of that, he has allowed me to be the play-by-play -play for the boys and girls. Early uh, last spring, he also um, I got to host the Hall of Fame induction ceremony Pacelli had. They're going to do it every two years, and I had the pleasure to be able to do that. So I got to intricate myself with all the the former alumni and people that you know Pacelli means a lot to them, and graduating from there. So they've been a a big part of my life over the last year, and now this year. Um, I get to see with Coach Bryant Thomas, the girls team, who don't even have their two best players, and they're undefeated and rolling right now. 5-0. and 5-0, Richard. And then the boys team, my goodness. Yes, they have uh, a loss already in Westlake, but if you know who Westlake is, that is a public school in Atlanta. We're talking about a GIAA school in Pacelli. That is a private school, and they only lost by two points. And remember, Cam Ellis, their best player, and majority of their starters, they play football, so they – that's different type of shape. You know this, Richard. Football shape and basketball shape is not near the same. So he's got to knock off the rust. But if you look at this team, and I, I've said this, I've seen a lot of teams play basketball this year around this area. I'd put them up with anyone, and that includes the 5As, the 6As. It does not matter. Their talent is through the roof, and they're young. They have two seniors. They have a freshman in Jadence Ford who is probably going to be one of the top freshmen in the state, maybe even in the nation, he, is, uh, he has been putting on a show in the travel ball circuit. Now he's doing it in the high school level as well. Um, I, I'm so excited to be a part of this. And we already did one broadcast, and it's on Vikings Live and beaviking.com. We won't do another one until the Carver game, January 3rd. So that should be a big one around here Brilliant. at the land. So looking forward to that and a lot of other games that I'll be doing. But it's not just the boys. It's the girls who both of them could be buying for state championships this year, uh, Richard. And now that they're making that transition into the GIAA, we already saw Santa Pacelli win a football championship, yep. a girls' flag football, cross country. Can the Santa Pacelli Vikings and Lady Vikings win state championships in the GIAA? I, there's no doubt in my mind. Honestly, they're on pace to make history, Richard. Think about this. They already have a gaming state championship. They got a cross-country state championship. They got a girls' flag football state championship. They got a boys' football state championship. They could win girls' and boys' basketball. That's six. 
We hadn't started the baseball season. By the way, Coach Corey Black, who he hires big names after big names, he had Bobby Howard last year, the legend around here. He then goes and gets former uh, AD and legendary coach of the Chattahoochee Valley Community College Pirates. That he's a, uh, by the way, Hall of Famer for the state of Alabama when it comes to that realm of junior college baseball. He's head coach at Pacelli and my good friend Carson Bowers, assistant coach. Carson was telling me the other day when I was at Pacelli, they got 50 or 60 guys. They probably have 10 to 15 that could go to the D1 level. They are loaded, just like a lot of baseball teams around here. They could win state in almost every sport they play in this year. You tell me, and you've been here for quite a while. I've been born and raised here. I have never heard of anything like that. We celebrate a team for just getting one for their school, no matter the sport. They're talking about winning in every single sport. That is incredible, Richard. That is quite the accomplishment. And being in Columbus, I've already seen the billboard. It's right there on Manchester Expressway. You can't miss it. Uh, you can't miss it. I mean, St. Ampicelli, what, what head coach Corey Black is doing as the athletic director and the boys varsity basketball coach is incredible. And you know, Thrift, I've had uh, Coach Black on my show a couple of times. I mean, he's very approachable and yep. always willing to be a great guest. And Thrift, it just... You know, it's the holiday breaks. I, I was catching sports visions. I know that you and, and, and DJ and Candy only went an hour uh, yesterday, but, you yeah. know, there's still some sports to talk about. But really, what are you looking forward to the most about this time, just taking the couple of weeks off for the holiday season? You know, you got the bowl season, you got NFL, mm. and you, you also have uh, the NBA. I mean, I'm a huge NBA fan. You got an incredible Christmas lineup. Yeah, little show plug, uh, Sports Vision Radio Show, and we're on Facebook Live every Monday and Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m., Flavor 921, Flavor921.com, Sports Vision Radio app, and Sports Vision slash TV slash radio slash magazine on Facebook. We're not doing a show on Thursday, doing a best of show. Next Monday, same thing, best of show. Then I will be back in studio next Thursday. DJ will be going and covering the behemoth, the mammoth, the mega game of Ohio State and Georgia at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So I'll be interviewing him while he's there, Richard. I'm going to definitely have you on because you're going to be doing uh, – and you talk about a break. I mean, I guess you're, we're taking a break for two shows when it comes to sports visions, but I'll be rocking and rolling just like you will be um, when we'll be doing this week the Muskogee County School District Christmas Tournament. And I know next week we'll talk about this more. And the Glenwood Border Wars has got Calvary, Bocelli, and Glenwood all playing in it. So literally, we are covering – and calling every single school around this area, except for Brookstone, which we'll manage to do that at some point. Um, but I am looking forward to the college football playoff. I'm looking forward to how the NFL playoffs are setting up because um, I kind of feel like we have a feeling how the seedings are going to play out. By the way, a lot of people ain't talking about it. The Detroit Lions, I'm telling you right now, they go and they're probably going to end on a six-game winning streak at 10-7. and seven. I don't care who they play. They could be playing – the number two seed in the 49ers, the Eagles. I would be scared to play that team, but I'm looking forward to the NFL. And, of course, Christmas Day, you have three NFL games. All of them are poo. I mean, they're not the greatest records of teams, and you know that, Richard. But still NFL games to watch. But how about the Christmas Day lineup for the NBA? Unbelievable. That is my favorite time. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how all these sports play out. But mainly I'm looking forward to, Richard, is, me and you getting to go and do stuff that we love to do, putting content out there, giving exposure to these young high school athletes, these coaches. They deserve it, Richard. You know this because you've been around here and you're doing the same thing that I'm trying to do. We're trying to help them 
realize their dreams. Because a lot of these guys, they may not go to college. They may not get to play in front of a play-by-play guy or in front of a live stream audience. We're going to give that to them. So looking forward to tomorrow. Looking forward to next Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, make sure to tune in and check us out. I'm going to share it on my page. I know Richard will share it on his page. And we'll be live on mine. And, uh, of course, I'll share it on the Sports Business page. Well, Thrift, you talked about these student-athletes. Dreams do come true. Tomorrow, obviously, is a big day in the Chattahoochee Valley. It is National Signing Day. Uh, We do have a lot of uh, just outstanding student-athletes. They're going to be in their high school sitting at a desk with three hats in front of them. It's going to have a different feel because a lot of people are getting out of school. I know Muskogee County, it was the last day of school in Muskogee County, so – um, that experience, I mean, you've covered National Signing Day. What is that like for the average student-athlete? I mean, it is absolutely fantastic, not only just for the one student-athlete that is usually going to sign, but most of the time, most schools do, like, it's like a group signing day. They don't want to just do one and then have to do another one the next day. They make it an all-day or couple-hour event. Um, but my brother was able to do that. I considered mine, I mean, it was at the very lowest level of basketball, but I had a little bit of a signing day as well. It means the world. It means, you know, it just signing in your mind like, hey, I'm going to the next level. This is it. This is this is what I've been working my entire high school career to get towards this moment. And uh, it, it also means the world to see media and people acting like and they should care about you and getting your name out there. OK, N- notoriety. And you know this. It's a big deal, not just for people in sports, but anyone heck i like notoriety i like people saying hey i i listen to you richard you like hear people saying hey i love listening to you when you're doing columbus lions game or the columbus rapids game it is okay to get a pat on the back do we do it for a pat on the back no do you play sports for a pat on the back no but it's okay to get that and it does build some confidence and stuff so i think this is awesome i know jack patterson jonathan hoppy those guys do and tyler redmond tony reese those, who, those guys do such a good job as well, putting them on that on television, go and making their signing days a big day. I was texting Jack, literally, he was telling me, Wednesday is going to be so crazy for him. It's National Signing Day, and he also has to do the Muscogee County School District because it works out for him because it's hard when right now on Monday and Tuesday, the games are everywhere, okay? There, there's like four different locations. But on Wednesday, it's all at Columbus State, so that's pretty convenient for guys like Jack and Tony and Hoppy and Redmond. But now he has National Signing Day as well. But that's good why they both have two people instead of one to be able to do that. But I think it's a big deal, um, Richard. And I'm looking forward to seeing where a lot of people are planning on going because we have a couple of guys for Carver who are looking to make their way up 45 minutes up the road to Auburn. So hopefully it can stay that way. And, of course, the wide receiver for Central, Carmelo English, is still unsigned. He decommitted from Auburn. Yep. Uh, do you think he makes his decision tomorrow, or does he wait until the other signing day on in February? Remember, this is the early signing day period in, in December. Yeah, and a lot of the reason for that is because these guys want to go ahead and get in, get practices in, get game experience, and get to play in the bowl game as well. If I were him, I would take his time. But I, from what I've been reading, Auburn's still back in the loop. I know he decommitted, but the the coaching staff has been going at him hard. And if you know Coach Hugh Freeze of Ole Miss, one of his fortes is recruiting. And a lot of his staff is big on recruiting. So I think they're going to be hitting the ground running, and it should be absolutely fantastic uh, seeing where Carmelo is going to go. I'm interested in seeing this, but I want to say this. Disclosure, this is through Behringer's opinion, but Richard, I probably think you would agree. If you're a grown man, 
please stay out of the DMs of these high school athletes because they don't go to the school you wanted them to. Please, I beg of you not to do that because I'm hearing there's a lot of people that do that. They get this hatred in their heart because how could he not pick my school? The kid is 18. He's okay. Like, let it be. You'd be happy he joined, but then just be happy he signed as well because we want young athletes to make, you know, good of themselves. So make sure to stay out of the DNs. But other than that, should be a great day tomorrow, Richard. Thrift, it is just incredible that you're able to be here on the show. And you and DJ Jones do a wonderful job with Sports Visions. I happen to catch the highlights from uh, the Sports in uh, the Sports Visions High School Awards Luncheon. Unfortunately, I, I could not make it. And uh, I was because, so – oh, I, I know why. It's amazing. Yeah, I understand. And I understand what, what happened because you can't control those things, Richard. But I was really looking forward to seeing you. I know this was a big deal for you, and we definitely wanted you a part. DJ's like, there's no doubt Richard's going to be allowed to come in. He's a part of the media circuit. We consider you a part of the media circuit and stuff, as you should be and respected in that area. Um, but it was fantastic, man. I got to see Ronnie Brown. As a guy that granddad played for Auburn, I've cheered for Auburn my whole life. I don't show my fandom as much in, in, the, in the show and stuff. But to see Ronnie Brown in a year in 2004 – which really, as a sixth grader, I really started ascending as I love sports. I want encyclopedias. I want to know as much as I can about all sports history and all sports. That's one of my favorite teams. And seeing a former number two overall draft pick and taking a picture with him and conversating with him, that was amazing. But it was even cooler to see Kirby Smart and the one-on-one sit-down that uh, DJ did. What did you think about it, Richard? Because we've given our, our opinion on the show oh, I about it. it. But how did you feel about the one-on-one? Because I felt it, it felt more um, – I can't think of the word right now. Well, uh, it, it felt more personal. It, it, it personal. reminded like a fireside chat. I mean, and but, intimate is what I was trying to think exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah, and I thought they were good questions. And you know what? And we, we all know this. Some of these coaches are not the greatest speakers. I'm not saying Kirby's a good speaker or not, but sometimes they lose track of what their message is because they get up there and they got a lot on their mind. This time, DJ controlled the conversation. And a lot of the questions he asked, a lot of people in the audience would have asked. So it's really like we were up there asking those questions as well. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the awards um, that were given, thank you to all the sponsors that made that possible. Um, and there were a lot of people that were there and showing their gratitude um, for everything that DJ and Dell, and not only that, Dell Williams, who got COVID in 2020, had a stroke, and he has not been back since then. He's still part of Sports Vision, still a part of DJ's heart. My heart means a lot to both of us. He was able to be in attendance, and I thought that right there is something that um, nobody expected, and it was good to hug my brother. It was good to see Dale for the first time in over two years, and I know it meant a lot to him, meant a lot to DJ, and meant a lot to a lot of people in there, and Kirby Smart came up and hugged him as well. It's good to see Dale in good spirits and that he was there. It's something that he built with DJ over 15 years ago. Absolutely. That bond is just something that they could take with the rest of their lives that uh, Dale Williams and, and DJ Jones uh, founding sports visions. I love it. I'm a huge fan of sports visions. I, yep. I listen to you and DJ as much as I can uh, because right now it, this is it. You are the local sports talk radio in Columbus and uh, you just guys just keep up the passion and just keep it going and, and looking forward to the next episode. Yeah. And coming up here in 2023, expect a lot more content there may be some things being added on as well as you talk about that being the only one so trust me we have a lot coming up here in the 2023 but not only that Richard everyone that is involved with covering and giving coverage to everything that is happening around this area especially in high school athletics Richard you're one of those guys 
We put you in the group. It's me, it's DJ, it's Jack Patterson, it's Redmond, it's Hoppy, Jonathan Hoppy, Tony Reese, everyone that is involved in giving exposure to young athletes. I mean, I'll even throw in TJ Taylor, double coverage. A lot of these guys, they do a good job. And the main reason for it is, yes, we want to be able to help elevate ourselves. We love doing this. We love putting content out there. But we're putting content because we would have loved that if we were in high school. We would have loved to be covered and seeing our games on Facebook. So as a, I see young thrift loving this. I know the kids love it. They come up to me all the time and say, thank you for being there. Every time I go to our Spencer game, Tony Montgomery's like, man, you just make me feel like I'm, I'm in a big time game. And uh, I know me and you are going to make them feel that way. And listen, I'm telling you, if you're going to plan on coming to that championship game tomorrow with me and Rich are going to be there, it's going to be a packed house. So I suggest you get there a little early, maybe even watch some of the third place game, because if not, don't expect to be getting great seats. Because if it's Northside, especially if it's Northside and Spencer, two of the top teams in the area, um, I expect there to be a lot of fan support for both those teams. Absolutely. Thrift is always a pleasure having you on the show and uh, definitely looking forward to the next time that you'll be back on. Yeah, and I think uh, me and Richard were talking about it. Hopefully this we can make this a weekly thing as we continue through the rest of the year. We've got a lot that we're going to be discussing and stuff. And Richard, make sure to go like his Facebook page right now, the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, and I look forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow for a long day of broadcasting. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, that was Sports Visions, Thrift Behringer, also the play-by-play announcer for St. Ampicelli, Vikings and Lady Vikings. And uh, he's always been a great guest here on the show. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Don't forget to download us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Bye. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.